Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Nerd Factory Reboot. Today we have a lot to talk about, so buckle up because there is so much to talk about here. We have Sony getting a win for basically doing something awesome, and we have Sony getting a huge L for doing something terrible. So buckle up, we're going to talk about all of that, and by the way, I'm going to talk about Ghost Runner as well. I'm going to review it because I love this game. So, let's start. So when we talk about Sony, I said that uh, we see that Sony got both a W and an L. But the thing is, what happened? Here's the thing, Sony announced a new event that's gonna come um, next week. And we're all so excited for it, we were like, wow, really? Finally an event, a showcase, as they said. This showcase is going to be apparently... 40 minutes and I honestly don't care if it's 40 minutes or not, I care about what's going to be shown. And as far as we know, Death Stranding's final trailer will not be at the event, instead it will be the day before the event. So pretty dope that they're going to do that because it, it's really, you know, it, it creates more space for um, the other um, games to come out there and, you know, games that would be actually, you know, pretty dope to see um so anyways everyone's so excited and they said that yeah playstation vr 2 will not be there at the event it will just be you know ps5 games that are coming to um coming to the console uh, holidays and beyond i'm not sure if that means that call of duty would be part of it i'm not sure but well you know we are uh, Everyone's, I think, super excited to see which games are going to be announced and what's going on over there. And as we know, um, there's a lot of great announcements apparently going to happen because, um, you know, everyone's hyping it up and some of the reporters said that, yes, be excited, there are some mega announcements there. So as much as we'd like to think that maybe Spider-Man 2 or God of War gameplay are going to be shown, we have to think that maybe something really awesome is going to happen. At the same time, they showed a little teaser for the event, which included diamonds. And now people are jumping the gun saying that, oh no, diamond dogs. Look, I don't think that is the case because I've seen um, Sony do that kind of stuff before and it never meant anything. It was just to say that, hey, look, this is beautiful, right? <laughs> so don't I don't think it really correlates to anything. Now, this was the big W, the big win that every Sony fan wanted and needed for a long time. Now, the next one is a huge L. Horizon Zero Dawn finally went on for pre-order, and it was exciting for everyone because we saw that, holy crap, look at this. We have a beautiful still book. We have a... Uh, and we have an amazing collector's edition and something called Regala edition. Everything was just absolutely astounding. But there was one thing that really, really made everyone angry. 
and it was that Sony announced that if you want to get PS4 and PS5 edition, you have to buy the eighty dollar deluxe digital deluxe edition, and that apparently some of these you know special editions don't get both versions, and they also said that PS4 does not get a free upgrade. So this was a kick in the nuts for everyone because we were thinking like, whoa, what? And it seems that Sony did promise that you know this particular game would get a free upgrade. And it was shown by many fans that, yes, this was the case. Not only did they talk about Horizon Forbidden West um, on PlayStation Blog and included it with other games that would get a free upgrade, but they also uh, talked about it in an interview. Jim Ryan said himself that, yes, it will get a free upgrade. So that when you backpedal on this thing and you say that, no, we're not going to give you a free upgrade. It sucks, Sony. I mean, let's be honest here. You guys are not like EA, Activision, or 2K. You guys are supposed to be one of the good ones. So doing this is just hurting your reputation in the worst way possible. And I'm seeing many people come out and call them out on what they've done. Not only, you know, PlayStation fans, but also everyone. Everyone's mad saying like what the hell and i agree really what the hell sony i mean if you if you promised it from the get-go this is not the way besides why would you why would you do that this is one place i would say that yes xbox figured it out and when they said smart delivery and we laughed at them i gotta say i take an i take an l for this microsoft you really figured that how to do this and honestly i didn't know like what um, they were talking about back then. I was like, what? Come on, everyone gets the versions. But now that I look at it, I see that, huh, they really knew what they were doing and they did it amazingly well. There are a couple of things that Microsoft did really well. One of them, of course, is smart delivery, which gives you different versions of a game for free. The other part of smart delivery is the fact that it gives you your saves wherever you are, whether you're play playing on cloud, playing on console, I don't know, older console, newer console, it doesn't matter. As long as you have internet connection, your save stays. And the other one, of course, backwards compatibility, which is simply amazing. So Microsoft is doing really well on this front, on these fronts, actually. Sony, on the other hand, let's see how they do it. They say that, hey, if you have the PlayStation 4 version and if you do get a free upgrade, you have to put it in the disc or go redeem it from the store. Okay, this is not that bad, understandable. But sometimes they say that, hey, you want this version? Okay, pay us. And I don't really get mad about it because as far as I understand it, um, you know, for example, Death Stranding deserves the 10 bucks. You're getting a lot of free stuff, a lot of it. You might say that, no, it's technically not free, but to be honest, it looks really cool that I think that you know we're just paying for one expansion with ten bucks. The other stuff I consider them to be kind of free because there's so much here. If you have to say that, we have to say, wow, this is an amazing deal for ten bucks. Seriously, it is amazing. Let's be honest here. So if you have the game, you can copy it for ten bucks. Okay. And by the way, the reason I also said free was because that digital deluxe edition 
is a version you get if you pay 10 bucks. So I consider that kind of a free upgrade as well. So if you get Ghosts of Tsushima Director's Cut, if you want to go to PS5, again, you have to pay 10 bucks, which again, you're getting lots of upgrades, but really another 10 bucks. All right. And then comes Horizon, where you basically have to pay a lot more to just simply get the PS5 version. So on this front, Sony sucks. And I'm being absolutely honest here. As much as I love Ghost of Tsushima, I am not going to pay that $10 to see how the haptics feel. Because I've seen other games give us the next-gen version for free, and they all looked amazing or added so many amazing things. Why do I have to pay this now? Oh, I know. Because now the PS5 games are supposed to be 70 bucks. <sighs> Next to that, the other thing that basically made people really, really angry is the fact that, you know, Sony's acting like um, 2K, EA, and Activision. Well, those guys are going to cop out 100 bucks to give you both versions. Sony's 80 bucks version is still no good. Why do we have to do that? Look, I understand from, I don't know, from one perspective, I can probably understand that maybe Sony's doing this because if you are somebody who has PlayStation 5, if you are a PlayStation 5 user, then if you wanted to basically um, buy the game from the store, you have no choice but to buy the PS5 version, obviously. I mean, that's what happens, right? I mean, that's the only thing you can probably do. That's the only thing because the store sees that, hey, you have a PS5. So yeah, this is the version you can buy. So problem solved there. But when it comes to PS4, there are two things I that I do understand and one thing that I don't understand. I understand that Sony thinks like, okay, that's the digital version. If they want to go physical, they probably buy the PS4 disc, put it in the console, and get the PS5 upgrade for free. That's something that I probably would do if I could. Like, for example, I have No Man's Sky. I had it since I had the PS4. I understood there was a PS5 version. So I put it in, I got the free upgrade. Now I play it as a PS5 version. I don't need to buy the digital version anymore no matter how much it becomes. Because why Why would I do that? I have the disc. So maybe Sony's thinking that. Thinking that, okay, if people do that, then we won't sell any more of our PlayStation 5 copy. Understandable. I understand. But this is a situation that you did yourself, Sony, because you priced it a bit higher. Then the other thing that I don't get is that, okay, Sony says that, uh, like, you buy the PS4, you don't get a free upgrade. But doesn't Sony, but why doesn't Sony think about it this way? You guys claim that a lot of the install base is still on PS4. So most likely, many people are going to buy the PS4 version. Because they don't have a PS5, regardless of how many units you can create. So... Why would you do that? Why would you alienate everyone with your move? 
Because as soon as you do this, those who buy the PS4 version, if they buy the PS4 version, they're going to be pissed that even if they one day buy the PS5 version, sorry, one day if they buy the PS5, they're not going to get the PS5 version. It's not about having fans or not. I don't care that if Amazon shows that, yes, a lot of people are pre-ordering uh, Horizon Forbidden West. I don't care about that. I care about the fact that these are a min minority. There are a lot of people who do not go to Twitter, a lot of people who do not go to YouTube. All they care about is the name of the game and the company. So that's what's going to happen. They look at it and they say, oh, wow, Forbidden West, it's coming out. I need to buy this one. So they go out, they pay for it, they come back and they're like, why can't I, for example, go to PS5 now? I've had this game. You know how how that would suck? That would make this idea implanted into their minds that Sony does not want to give out free upgrades, regardless. There are lots of people out there, Sony, who don't really go out to listening to podcasts, to Twitter. Trust me, I've done this for a long time now. And I know that there are many people out there who are basically clueless. I did a different version of this podcast about a year ago. And I understood that a lot of people in my country have no clue what the hell is going on in the gaming industry. It was sad. But I needed to educate them. So believe me when I tell you that when this something like this happens, it's easy to just spread misinformation and try to ruin somebody else that's why sony you need to act you need to correct this otherwise it's not gonna go down well on the other side of news again talking about playstation we had another controversy with oh boy with the ps5 itself apparently the new ps5 is in circulation and it has come out to be, you know to be available to buy and Apparently it has a new fan, it's a different fan, but some people said that this kind of fan was seen in some PlayStation models as well. It has a much smaller heatsink, go figure, and of course now it has a different screw which can be turned around for the stand with your fingers, easy. So you might think, what's the big problem? Hmm. Well here's the thing. Saying that, you know, this has a smaller heatsink already made people angry. Like, what? Why? And then someone, a YouTuber called Austin Evans, who I really don't know who he is. I've probably seen him just a few times collaborating or appearing on Linus Tech Tips. Came out and said that, no, this is a terrible console. It, it makes a lot of heat out of the exhaust. This is not good. Look, I am not a hardware engineer. I don't claim to be. I don't even know the first thing about hardware engineers. But from what I understand, if more heat is dissipated, it means that it's better because it's doing a fine job of cooling, right? Of course, the other way also can apply that if there's so much heat, then so much heat also comes out from the exhaust. So both things can probably happen. So I think that when he says that this is running warmer and it's worse, I think that's a very inaccurate thing to say. I think that's a clickbaity thing to say. Because if it were me, and 
No, this is this is after, of course, um, researching a few things. If it were me, I'd probably start, of course, with the die, the CPU, the GPU, the SSD, everything, to see. Okay, what's what's your temperature? How are you doing that this much heat is getting pushed out? Are you doing fine? Are you doing well? Do I need to do something or no? That's fine. So if it were up to me, I'd do that. I'd start to basically, you know, um, scan that area, see how much the temperature is, compare it, comparing it to the older version. Then if they are similar and I see that, for example, more heat is being dissipated, then I would be like, huh, this is actually better cooling. But if I see that, no, it is a bit higher and something like that, I would say that, okay, maybe it runs a bit higher. So after he said what he said, a lot of people on Twitter just exploded. First off, I gotta say, guys, just chill. As soon as something happens, you guys are ready to jump. I mean, wait for other people to test this damn thing. Austin Evans is not a hardware engineer. He's not a console maker he's not he's none of that he's just a youtuber looking for clicks sorry that i have to say it like this but he's a clickbaiting artist i've seen his other videos i've seen the titles i remember some of them i don't really know who he is because i don't watch it but i've seen bits and clips and sometimes even seen uh, those titles and they all look so bad the dude is not really unbiased i've seen him say some crazy stuff i remember i actually think austin evans was the guy who first found the ps5 dual sense and tore it down i think that's who he is and he broke it if i remember correctly this is that guy why do you give him attention and i said on my twitter i did say that hey i am not going to judge anyone until i get to see more data and more data has yet to come completely but so far, Digital Foundry says that there is no difference in performance. They are pretty much the same. So don't worry about it. You're not getting an inferior version. I then remember um, uh, Gamers Nexus talking about it. And they said the same thing. That there isn't a big gap in performance at all. They are the same. And he says that it's not, you know, that much difference in the heat department it was so bad that even jeff grubb came out and said that hey no you know uh things are not that bad sony is not ripping you off why are you people like this so yeah if you hear anything about this let me tell you let me assure you that go out and buy that version nobody nobody knows for exact that this is a worse version it's gonna suck because it doesn't nobody can tell you that trust me on that the other thing that we can talk about today is of course dead space remake giving us an early look and my god it looked beautiful aside from the graphics which are huge upgrade the fact that team motive you know showed some early stuff shows their um confidence in what they're creating so what they showed was actually pretty awesome the thing that they uh, really, you know, tried to uh, talk about a lot was the fact that every enemy now has their own version of 
getting dismembered or losing their flesh, things like that. And they showcased it and it looked very beautiful. And the fact that they said this now makes me want to actually go and, you know, makes me want to, you know, when I play the game, just, you know, watch everything and see, okay, how how much damage does this do? How much damage does that do? So apparently, if you have a gun and shoot it at a, you know, particular part of the body, it can maybe tear off you can see under the flesh you can see the bones for example or the organs or if you shoot it with a different gun it can dismember them or if you again shoot it with another gun it can i don't know like rip everything apart aside from um, besides the bone so there are so many cool things that they're doing and they did show a little bit of a demo of it and it looked wonderful i have no idea how they're doing this but it seems very exciting for me i am absolutely um, you know, shocked that such a system even exists because it's very delicate. And, you know, it can... I, I think we've seen it before with some games where, you know, technically you can dismember people, this can happen, that can happen, things like that. But now this is something with a lot more detail based on the gun itself. Like I said, there was something like this before, but... You know, it wasn't that detailed. Now that it has more detail, it can be really, really creepy and really well made. I like it because it can actually change your strategy. And it's so cool. The other thing that they really talked about was the fact that they are not going to change the lore and story of Dead Space, but they're going to add to it. They're going out of their way to explain some things even better. And one thing that was really cool was the fact that they said the old voice actor of Isaac Clarke comes back and they said that um, when it comes to the dialogues or monologues uh, Isaac is not going to talk a lot unless he's being talked to which is fine or that it's a situation where it's awkward for him not to talk which basically in my opinion I think the motive really understands what that space was always all about that creepy atmosphere that you know sense of being lonely in a space station and everything about it it was so creepy this game was absolutely bonkers when it came out and scared the crap out of me but i'm so excited to play it again and i was so excited to see that still if you if you want to see your health you have to look at isaac's back that was really innovative back when it was announced because we were like okay where's the health bar and we said oh it's there and now i'm like holy crap they kept it so you know it's these little things that makes me hopeful for the remake the one thing i'm going to ask for though is without a doubt the foam finger i know it was so hard to get it but it was so op i would love to have that just you know for speed run they go like, cute, 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 cute. If you, if you don't know what the foam finger is in Dead Space, just give it a little search. It's so freaking hilarious. In a super horrifying game, you have a stupid foam finger that is actually super OP in terms of weapons department. Definitely give it a search if you don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe you're a, maybe you are a Dead, Dead Space fan, but never really unlocked this. So anyways, just go and, you know, uh, unlock it and see what I'm talking about. Just go watch it on... YouTube it's really cool the other thing that happened this week was none other than um, Resident Evil having a little preview the movie of course 
Resident Evil movie got a little preview. The name is Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, a movie that is based on RE1 and RE2. So, first of all, I'm very much worried about the story. Because, while, yes, it is possible to fast-track all those stories, it doesn't do them service if you do it as fast as possible. And, honestly, I don't know how they're going to make this. I don't know. I hope that it will be well done. But it's a very risky endeavor. Very risky. Because RE1 alone can be a movie on its own. It doesn't need to be connected to another one and be sidetracked. But maybe they do a fine job. I do not know. However, we were shown pictures that showed three um, separate scenarios. One of them was, of course, RE2, which showed Claire and Leon. And let me tell you, look, the costumes of these two look great. Everything else sucks. Sorry. And that, when I look at Claire Redfield, she... First of all, these two do not look like to be rookie cops or a college student. None of them look like that. They look like they're in their 30s. And Claire, why doesn't she have the ponytail? How hard was that? Simply... You know, give her a ponytail. Besides those zombies, they're going to grab her hair. Really? What the hell? And you might think, you know, ponytail, that's even worse. Because you one, one side they go like... <coughs> but, come on. Give us the ponytail. And Leon doesn't look like Leon. In fact, he has curly hair, wavy, nothing that looks like Leon. He even has a beard. Did they even care about the design of the characters? What the hell? Ugh. Then, of course, we have the RE1 crew. Chris Redfield actually looks good. Actually, I like that. Jill, she has a ponytail. Not a short hair, not a, you know, hat, but long ponytail hair. Not even the jacket. Oy. Then we have another character who I think is supposed to replace Barry. I don't remember the name. I gotta look look on that. And then we had uh, Albert Wesker, who actually looks a lot like Albert Wesker. I'm really happy on that. I'm really happy. So the the one thing that Wesker um, doesn't have is his sunglasses. And people and you know his hair is much shorter than actual Wesker. But I'm willing to side, you know, to put that aside for now. But honestly, you know. I, I would at least love to see him go into the mansion with the sunglasses and then take it off or then put it on because you know, it's part of his character. And yes, I understand it's just stupid to have sunglasses inside a building at night. It was part of his character. I mean, we understand why he had it later on. There was a very good reason. I'm not going to spoil it if you don't know, especially if you're going to come into Resident Evil with the movie. But, you know, really. Then we have Lisa Trevor, who's going to be in the movie, and she doesn't look that terrifying. However, she has a Michael Myers kind of mask on her face, and hair is coming out of it. So people were like, what is this? Why, why is it like that? Why does it look so bad? People are saying that maybe, maybe, this is her mom's face. Look, even if it is, it doesn't look that creepy. It just looks funny. I don't know. But I'm hopeful. 
I'm really, really hopeful. I just want to say trailer. That that way I can actually say if it's a good movie or a bad movie. If it's a skip or watch. But more than that, I just want to see Mr. X. And, you know, I want to see Mr. X just running after Leon and Claire. And see if he's actually terror we wanted him to be. So here's some things the director Johannes Roberts said. He said it's not connected to previous movies. Duh. He says he's returning to franchises horror roots. Capcom worked closely with the team. Before I continue, didn't we hear that Capcom also worked closely with John Romero and that was a, you know, terrible idea. And then they worked closely with Wes Anderson and still was a terrible idea. So I'm not really happy that Capcom's working with them. They say there's no drone shots or crazy CGI camera shots. Okay. I mean, I, I don't get why they say no drone shots because, to be frank, you could benefit from it if you're going from the top. Really. But CGI is just crazy. I mean, whoa, wait. When you say there's no crazy CGI shots, so how are they going to beat the tyrant? That needs CGI. Oh, God. Don't tell me that they're going to make tyrants mutated form with just makeup and prosthetics oof that that's gonna that's not gonna look good no crazy cgi just look i understand these games are very much rooted in reality but some characters need to be cgi or at least partly cgi i don't know iconic monsters show up so i can be hopeful that mr x is gonna show up and birkin is gonna show up and Tyrant in Resident Evil 1. Alright. Lisa Trevor is more fleshed out. To be honest, Lisa was actually very much fleshed out when he... I'm sorry, when she was um, basically in the remake of Part 1 instead of just Part 1. And in the remake of Part 1, we actually learned a lot more about Lisa. But now we are going to learn even more? How long is this movie going to be? Because if it is... 90 minutes, I'm not going to watch it because I know I will be disappointed. If it is two hours and more, well, I'll be happy. Anyways, according to Norman Reedus, when he was doing an interview, he said that the next Death Stranding is coming, but they are going to do the negotiations first. So, I don't know if we should be really excited for it or not, but they say that maybe it's coming. He said that they're working on the next one, negotiations are underway. Is it coming to PlayStation? I don't know. If it's coming to Xbox, is that game? I don't know. At the same time, NetEase is in final negotiations to poach Yakuza franchise creator Nagoshi from Sega. Holy shit. So this sucks that they're doing that. But at the same time, we also heard that the director of Yakuza 1 and 2 returned to Sega as well. So what's going on? Are we exchanging directors now? And I would hope that um, Nagoshi does not go from Sega because he made Yakuza what it is today. I'm not saying that he's the sole reason, but he's a very big part of it. At the same time, also, we heard a lot about Judgment and the DLCs that are coming to Judgment, the plans for DLCs. Apparently, we're going to get a side story um, with... um, I forget the names. (laughs) <laughs> with the main character's best friend and we are getting some free day one DLCs apparently 
and they are amazing we get the super ammon we get free dog colors we get free new girlfriends we get um hoverboard to skate and we also get elixirs so yay if you are a fan of judgment like i am so yay at the same time let's see normal heroes free yes normal heroes free came out and it didn't get as many positive reviews as we all thought it would but um they talked about it and they said that we hope that you enjoy this game and we don't care what people are saying about this we want you to enjoy this game and apparently they said that this is the final game of no more heroes that we are not going to see no more heroes anymore I hope that is not true, but mm, what do we have to say? I mean, it, it sucks that that's the case. We're not going to see it anymore because it's a really good game. I've played the uh, older ones and they were so good. So that was that. Um, let's see what new things we have to talk about um let's look at here okay oh if you're a fan of disco elysium uh, it's coming to xbox one series x s and switch pretty soon if you were a fan of the um, unreal engine 5 demo that um epic showed that was running on ps5 and later on on other consoles um the character herself is actually coming to fortnite as a skin and it looks really cool i mean i don't know maybe they make a game out of it because it seemed that a lot of thought and ideas were, you know, poured into that particular demo. So I hope that maybe we see a game out of it. It looked good. Gotham Knights released two posters. One of them was the owls. It actually showed um, an owl from behind. And the other one was basically the Bat family walking towards the camera. And in a puddle of water, you could see Batman. So that would be pretty dope like you know as a big poster but the fact that it still looks so flashy i don't really like it then windows announced that as perfect as 11 11 would have been for release date they are going to release it on october 5th so windows 11 is gonna come and if you want to upgrade from windows 10 to windows 11 there are a few things that you should do so Please go and watch um, Linus's YouTube video to see what you need to do in order to be ready for an upgrade. Otherwise, you're not going to get the upgrade. And that's a stupid thing. That It's not stupid, but the fact that you know many people would definitely have problems with it, then you know, that's, that's, what, um, that's what makes it really stupid. Because a lot of people wouldn't even know what to do. At the same time, we heard that Sean Mendes is going to see the is to oversee the music for Life is Strange, and he will act as an executive producer on the adaptation that Life is Strange is going to have on TV. We also heard about One Piece getting the live action treatment, and they showed the pilot kind of you know script. I gotta say, this is stupid. I don't want to see any anime adapted into live action because I know they're all going to suck. However, I would like to remind people that One Piece is a series that spans many nations and countries and technically um, not all of them are Japanese. In fact, a lot of them are not Japanese. So before people go and 
get angry, like, what the hell? Luffy is actually Brazilian. So, remember when I talked about Attack on Titan and saying that people would jump the gun and say that, hey, why, why are you whitewashing? This is definitely that. Remember that when they announced this. Tokyo Game Show 2021 schedule has been revealed. King of Fighters 15 has a special program on September 30th. We have an Xbox um, TGS showcase 2021. They say that they have some exclusive news and content. We have Capcom online program. Apparently, there's a leak that talks about this particular program. We're going to see um, Pragmata and the DLC for um, Resident Evil. So there's that. Um, I don't know how you know how much it makes sense or not that we're going to see those things happen. But apparently, there's a teaser trailer for that particular DLC. Uh, we have Metal, sorry, Monster Hunter Rise. Monster Hunter Riders, apparently, also. And some other things. I don't know if it's true or not. This came out of 4chan. So, take it with a huge grain of salt. October 1st, we're going to see Square Enix Presents TGS 2021. And October 3rd, we're going to see Arc System Works. And um, notable appearances, without further information, is Sagan Atlas. Let's be honest. Sagan Atlas, definitely Persona. Level 5 is going to be there. And it will help. It will also have a VR app for Windows and Mac, where you can basically get it and you know watch the show like that, like VR, like you're there. So here's my predictions. I don't know what's gonna happen at Sony's event, but some people are saying that we're gonna see Persona Six logo over there, and the exclusivity and the fact is gonna come out on 2023. I do not know if that's going to happen. But when I see the second Atlas are going to be at this uh, event, then it makes me think that for sure we are going to see something Persona related. And it makes me excited that that's going to happen. But for Capcom, people again said that it might be at Sony's event. And I say that no, it makes more sense to go to TGS. Because I think there's something that Sony wants to hold for themselves. Just them. So, I do not think that we're going to see Capcom over there. It's a rumor, of course. Don't don't take it seriously. And, uh... Let's go to, um... The other rumors. And news. Let's see, let's see... Give you, okay, coming soon to Xbox Game Pass. Oh, I remember also PS Plus. We have talked about that. Coming soon to Xbox Game Pass. September 2nd, you get Craftopia, uh, Final Fantasy 13, Signs of the Sojourner, Surgeon Simulator 2. September 7th, you get Crown Trick. September 9th, you get Breath Edge, Nuclear Front, The Artful Escape. Also, Hello Kitty is joining Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. She's a paid DLC at 5 bucks. No Man's Sky is getting a new expansion, Frontiers. You're getting Planetary Settlement, Becoming Town Overseer, 250 plus new base parts, Town NPC Sim, um, Proc Interiors, 15 times saves, Disputes, Monstrous Pets, Visual Effects, Twitch Campaign, Season 3, Space Nebulae, Base Building Overhaul, Settlement Sim, Grow and Defend Towns. So honestly, I gotta say, I hand it to you, Sean Murray. You have created an amazing game that even I, who 
left a bad review because of you know what I what I played back then. I'm now saying that I'm changing it to a nine out of ten because it's simply amazing, awesome job, awesome job. So if you haven't played No Man's Sky, give it a big chance because you're gonna love it, and uh, you know it's just gonna blow you out of out of the water like how good this particular game is and um give me a second okay so let's see oh yes as i said playstation plus uh newest games have been revealed we have overcooked all you can eat we have hitman 2 we have predator um hunting grounds so eh kind of a list but all you can need is basically over overcooked one and two your save will not carry over your progress cannot carry over you cannot play with those who are on overcooked one or two just those who are on all you can eat uh did i say it correct yes all you can eat and you have of course haptic feedback you have you know triggers all this stuff but the fact that you cannot play with the older ones and you don't get your save, it kind of sucks for me because I had a great time playing it with my friend. So now I have to leave it behind. Also, we had the first look at Marvel's Midnight Suns gameplay. Apparently, you have to create a um, character all on your own that's you know, let's like your character, customizable. And you get to experience everything from her side. You can you know socialize with different heroes have a talk with them, play with them. And it's actually so cool because, you know, you have a hub that's called Abbey. You go there, you talk to them, you get to do different missions with them. You get to, you know, basically find out more about your companions. So it seems like a good idea. It's sort of like uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, but way bigger now. But the thing that really didn't resonate with me with the, was the gameplay that they said it's a card-based strategy game. They showed how it is, but... I didn't really like it that much. Um, the, uh, the teams will have free heroes and you will have um, gameplay based on the environment. So it can be really cool to see that happen. The cars that you use can be upgraded, which is, well, fine. I mean, well, if you're using cars to attack, you can upgrade them. There's something like a fusion attack between them. If you remember Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 fusions when it was announced back then, before it just turned into Ultimate Alliance 2. Uh, we did have something of sort where, you, for example, Iron Man would hit Wolverine's claws and then you know, there would be like, um, you know, shockwave kind of thing happening. We also have that, of course, social system, which improves that tag team ability between your heroes. Pretty cool. Uh, oh, wow. I did not know that. Suezo from... Monster Rancher joins Super Monkey Ball as well. He's also a $5 character. I loved Monster Rancher. If you haven't watched this old anime, give it a try because, you know, this was really, really cool. I loved it. This was so cool. So many different, you know, monsters, so many different things. It was actually really, really awesome. Good God, I finally know the name, so I can actually go and watch it. So, um, also, PlayStation Now had a surprise. We don't still know where the main game's coming, but we heard that over the next few months, 
until January, we have different Final Fantasy games coming to PlayStation now. So the first one is Final Fantasy VII, which will be available September 7th. Final Fantasy VIII Remastered, October 5th. Final Fantasy IX, November 9th. Final Fantasy X and X Part II HD Remastered, December. And Final Fantasy XI, The Zodiac Age, January 4th. That's pretty dope. From 7 to 11. alright I'm actually super excited I might actually extend my PlayStation now because of this because it seems really good and honestly just because of these games I might want to continue it because you know they seem good look at it I get to play the 8 remaster and 10 damn Oh boy, I actually love PlayStation now. It has a lot of great games. So, yay! Now let's talk about my favorite game of recent times. Without a doubt, Ghost Runner. Now, Ghost Runner is one hell of a game that if you have PlayStation now, you have to play it. The game is, of course, cyberpunk themed. And in a nutshell, I could say that you get to feel how Genji feels like when he's in Overwatch but if you don't even know what Overwatch is the easier way to even say it would be do you want to be a ninja? a cyber ninja? definitely you want to be a cyber ninja so this game is absolutely bonkers the gameplay just blew me out of the water when I first started it but before that the music that was playing and this was before the music hit the high notes it was really exciting and the you know, graphical, uh, you know, the graphic of the game, the uh, graphical art style, all of that stuff, it just resonated with me. I just looked at him and was like, wow, this game looks beautiful. It really, really does. So you look at it and you're like, holy crap, how is this thing working? And it looks really good. So, um, you know, graphically, the game does it really well. The music was really well done. The sound effects were good. And then you start and you're being taught the gameplay. And as you're playing it, you're just looking everywhere and you're like, wow, this is so good. And you're learning things about the story as you're moving on. And the gameplay, you know, starts off relatively easy. It lets you, you know, learn the basics as as you can. And you start to hack and slash and you see, whoa, there's so much details. And you move on and the game gradually gets tougher and tougher. And that's the thing I love about this game. This game is not like Dark Souls where it immediately pulls puts you in a situation where you know you're definitely going to lose. No, it eases you in. Not so much that you feel overpowered, no. But enough so that when you play it, you think that, yes, this is absolutely fair. This is not too difficult. Like, I think Dark Souls is a fair game all around, but there will be people who won't like the gameplay and say that this is too tough. With Ghost Runner, I don't think anyone would say that. Maybe some people. But it still feels really fair. And the thing that I love very much about this game is, of course, the checkpoint system. Not only it gives you so many checkpoints, and they are really, you know, well-placed, at one point, I thought that, hey, this is not fair. I killed these guys. Why don't I get the checkpoint? But after I played a while and killed them and some others, I saw that, huh, 
well, it was right not to give me a checkpoint because I didn't kill everyone and it wasn't that hard but another thing that it does is that basically when you want to reload after you die it's instantaneous not like one second delay or anything like that. no on a PS4 console it is instantaneous my god what else do you want it's simply amazing that they could have done this and even the loading of the level is not that long you don't you don't get to wait a long time but I gotta say it's just simply amazing even if you die immediately again and again and again it's still instantaneous when it comes back I just would love to see how the next-gen version compares I want to see like you know if it's the level loading is it like even the levels load that fast because that would be simply amazing so everything about this game is simply beautiful not only does it have a very beautiful gameplay, fast-paced, very fair, challenging, and awesome all around, but at the same time, it has a soundtrack that is simply heart-pounding, exciting, everything you ever want from a soundtrack in this kind of game. Not only is it very much amazing, and it just pumps your blood, but it fits the theme beautifully maybe one of the best cyberpunk cyberpunk soundtracks i've ever heard so good so so very very good it's just simply amazing how it does this it just goes like dum 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 and it's so good you won't regret it just go to youtube and listen to a few of the uh, tracks you're going to love it this is just simply amazing the sound effects are really good the gameplay like i said has a lot of nuances and little things that make it perfect and it just gives you the freedom to do whatever you want. You even have an upgrade system that looks like Tetris, but it's simply amazing because not only does it challenge you to place it in a way that you want, maybe you want like four abilities, but you have to be able to actually put it there so that you can use it. But at the same time, this mix and match kind of an uh, idea is simply great because it, it does it well. It does it really, really well and it helps a lot. And the fact that you can experiment and choose different things is just simply out of this world. I gotta say, great job. Great job to whoever designed that. And, of course, the collectibles. My god, not only are they really well hidden at first, and you might not be able to find them, but even when you do find them, it's just amazing what you get to have. Like, it's really cool. You get some of the most amazing swords possible and you just look at them like, wow, this sword is so damn cool. And it's worth it to go and experiment, you know, uh, just basically explore everywhere to find it out. Now, the next thing that I absolutely love about this game, without a doubt, is its world. Granted, the story is not perfect. The voice acting at times is just awful. Of course, not always, like I said, just that sometimes it's awful. But the world of itself is so damn interesting and so really well realized that it makes me want to experience it even more. And I would love to see a Ghost Run 2, and I know that it's coming out, they did announce it, but it's just simply out of this world. How beautiful this game is. How they managed to make it. Graphically, it's just simply amazing. At times, I just thought that this game has ray tracing, and I said that, no, this is a PS4 version. The PS5 version is not even out. But the reflections were so damn good. So let me tell you this. If you are a fan of Cyberpunk, uh, 
If you're a fan of first-person platformings like Mirror's Edge, if you're a fan of Genji from Overwatch, if you're a fan of great games, great music, great gameplay, and some of the most innovative, most difficult bosses all around, play this damn game. You're not going to regret it. There is a boss called Tom who is simply impossible. I died maybe 400 times in that level. But I enjoyed it because that every time that I slowly got closer and closer, it was simply amazing. You have no idea how much of a great feeling it gives you. Or the battle with hell? Simply awesome. I mean, you know the fact that you get to have one life is simply astonishing because you do it perfectly then you can continue that's what i love about this game but not only that you get some more things out of this game as well it's not just one you know play and done kind of a deal no you get an assist mode which if you are bad at the game you can use assist mode you can technically give yourself two lives you can slow the game down and I think you can also make the focus recharge faster. So if you are bad at the game, don't fret. You can do it this way. Nobody cares. Enjoy the game the way you want it to. You can even get your trophies and achievements like that. So yeah, don't worry about it. And more so than that, you also get to uh, have a hardcore mode, which is simply amazing. It is really hard, but if you have played this game, sorry, if you have played this game um, a long time like I have, you're going to enjoy it because it's a great challenge. It's really cool. I mean, look, at first it's super frustrating, but when you get it down, you're just going to enjoy it. You're going to be like, yeah, come on, I'm, I'm so cool. We have a kill run mode. We have a wave mode. The wave mode is like a roguelike uh, kind of experience. You get 20 waves. <laughs> You get new unlocks even, and it's so cool the way it's been done. I actually love that mode. And Kill Run, I haven't played it that much, but also it's a very amazing mode. It's well realized. And let me tell you, all of this, you're getting it for free. These were added later. You ju If you just want to buy the game, I don't know, I, I think it's like 15 bucks right now. It is very much worth the price. If you have PlayStation now, you get it anyways but if you want to buy the game you buy 15 bucks for just for the base game and all of these are goodies that have been added later you get new guns you get gloves you get customization you get so many new things all because they just wanted to give it there's no money involved there are free dlcs that you can buy to help the developers but other than that nothing nothing is there i mean this wave mode this kill run hardcore assist mode all of them were done for free enjoy the game this is one game you will never forget the experience exhilaration this is a game that even after i did get the platinum on i keep playing it because i love it the excitement in it is just so damn great i don't even feel the pressure to go out and you know beat the game as fast as possible i just want to play it i enjoy it and i want to buy it so I'm actually, I actually want to know, like, you know, how do I get to buy it? Because now when I look at it, 
Unfortunately, I have it on my PlayStation now, so I have to go check out the console's PS Store to see if I can actually buy it from there, because on the app, I can't do it. But, trust me, this is one experience you do not want to forget. You do not want to miss. You simply want it. This is so good, and I can't wait to see the second game. So go ahead and play it. And thank you for joining the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope that you guys um, liked this particular episode. I hope that I was as unbiased as possible. Um, Thank you for joining. And if you did enjoy, like always, please like, subscribe, follow. Do whatever you can to help um, spread the love and spread um, the podcast. So thank you guys for joining me. I see you guys. Um, I'll see you guys on Monday when we talk about animes. And um, as for basically um, any other special episode, I don't know. If you have any ideas, tell me. I'll be happy to do them. So I'll see you guys very soon. And until next time, take care of yourself. Wear a mask, get vaccinated, and be very careful out there. And happy gaming.